Hey everybody, we're back. Okay, and by we're back, I mean it's just me and my friend Andrea, who is joining us for uh, the the interview today. So uh, say hello, Andrea. Hey. Um, everyone, this is Andrea Serino. She is a, a lead advisor at the University of South Florida. Um, that is one of many hats that she wears, and I will let you uh, talk about that. And as you're talking, I'm going to debate changing the name of this interview series from Talks with Thompson to uh, Thompson Touches His Face Too Much. Um, yeah, which is something that none of you should be doing. Um, but uh, doing these Zoom calls makes you very cognizant of how many times you touch your face. So, <laughs> yes. so anyway, uh, pay attention to her, not to me. Uh, Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what I have noticed, uh, if you don't have one of these little bad boys yet, uh, is get one. It's a, uh, it's from ANSI Labs. It's a fidget cube. Oh. And they are fantastic. Okay. So it's got like buttons and like dials. Uh, and so, yeah, so they're fantastic. I have like six of them. Uh, so it keeps my hands busy and it keeps them, uh, yeah. keeps me from fidgeting. I notice a lot. I fidget in video calls now. Is uh, that is from the same, is that from the same company as the fidget spinners? No. So no. these guys, uh, so it's ANSI labs and it comes in a cute little bag. Um, they were actually a Kickstarter project, uh, a oh, years okay. ago, and they had this cool idea for people who have ADD or dyslexia, uh, that it helps to have something in your hands. Um, and so like for a lot of my students, um, I recommend like the tiny little metal slinkies you can get in like the dollar spot at target. Um, because it just gives your hand something to do while you're in class or you're lecturing or, you know, you're in a meeting and you're supposed to be paying attention, but you can't stop clicking your pen. Um, and so they came out with these and they are amazing. Uh, and it's, it's quiet. So usually people don't know that you're, you're messing with it. And because your hands are occupied, you can't, right. don't know it. Cause I, I'm really bad about moving my hair when I talk. So okay. yeah, totally. Understand. So hold that bag, up, hold that bag up again. I, I'm going to cue you up here. I think you'll know what to do. Today's episode brought to you by Ancy Labs. Ancy Labs. Yeah. When so they're super cute. Um, <laughs> they're a Kickstarter project. Cannot recommend them enough. This little dude has changed my life. Cool. Uh, not sponsored by them in any way. I just happen to own a lot of their things because I was a Kickstarter first person and I have them in all different colors and they're okay. cool. So highly recommend. So, well, all right. So I myself don't have that problem, but I know some of my students do. And especially if they're feeling particularly nervous right now, that might be useful to channel some of that energy. Yeah. So um, like I said, you wear a lot of hats. So uh, why don't you just start off by telling us what it is that you do every day and sort of how you got there. Yeah, for sure. So currently as of today, uh, which could change any day, um, I am a lead academic advisor at the University of South Florida. So that means I have a squad of advisors that all report to me and we are advisors for communication and mass communication majors. So if you are majoring in advertising, public relations, journalism, television production, or human and strategic communication, our team would be your advisor. So that is like my day job that I do every day, uh, which is really cool because uh, my background is in business. My undergrad degree is in business management. I thought I wanted to work in HR when I was an undergrad. 
and I went to the corporate world for 30 days and realized <laughs> I actually suck really bad at office politics. Um, and I worked for a large multinational firm in an HR department and it was just super shady and I didn't, mm -hmm. it felt sticky to me. I was like, I don't want to be this person in between all of these situations with people because you have to right. be super cloak and dagger and you know things, but you can't tell people things. And I was like, this is not my ministry. Like I'm not, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So I quit my job and uh, worked, uh, went back and had the opportunity to work for my alma mater in the admissions office because I'd been a tour guide. And I was like, I love telling people about college. College is so much fun. I had a blast. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in Greek life. I was uh, in student council and Senate. Um, I had a blast in college. And so uh, when I found out that could be a job and that people would pay you right. to tell other people about how to go to college, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I went and did my master's in education in college student affairs at USF. So it's a two-year program. And I got to work in our dean of students office overseeing student activities in Greek life, which was super fun, among mm -hmm. a bunch of other departments. Graduated right into the recession. Uh, and Same like here. everyone in 2008, um, waited tables for two years with a master's degree, thought mm -hmm. everything was over and was like, what am I going to do? I gave up my cushy corporate gig. Everything is horrible. The sky is falling. Um, and, uh, the sky didn't fall and we survived and we did just fine. And I had the opportunity to go work at a community college. And my population of interest is low-income first-gen college students, kids like me. I'm a kid from the trailer park. I was in foster care. I don't have parents, uh, but I got a college degree out of it. And so I, I wanted to work with students kind of from that same background. And so I got to work at a community college, which was amazing. Uh, got to really get involved in sort of the academic advising practice and how to work with students uh, because I'd always been working with students on the front end, right? Getting them into college mm -hmm. and then I never saw them again. Uh, so now I was getting to help them all the way through. And then in 2010, I had the opportunity to come back to USF as an advisor uh, in our College of Arts and Sciences, which was amazing. And I've moved up the ranks and done a few different things. I've gotten to run our mass communication LLC program um, for a couple of years. Got to start uh, study abroad programs and some yeah. really neat things, revamp our curriculum. And so I'm really interested in sort of how the human side of uh, marketing and business, see, I can't even touch my face. Uh, <laughs> no, the humans, <laughs> it happens, right? You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't, my nose only itches when I need to think about my nose not itching. Um, and so I'm really interested in sort of how the, the human side of things work. And so along the way, I went back and got an MBA because I am really passionate about sort of the education of business and how that works. Um, and then I just finished my doctorate at Vandy doing organizational leadership and policy. So really, cool. how can you lead people through change and through um, process improvement, which is something I'm really interested in. Um, and I like, because I also, my, my, my focus in my MBA was in marketing and sustainability. How can we nudge people to do what we want them to do? That's good for them in a way that feels natural and authentic and organic, as opposed to yelling at someone, uh, right. most people do not respond well to that. Um, or you just need to do this. You need to work out. You need to eat better and jog. Yeah, you can yell <laughs> right. at people all day long. It's not super effective. 
Um, and if they have free choice to leave that situation, they will. Um, and so that's what I get to do right now. And um, I've had the opportunity to go speak with that and do some conferences, which has been really cool. I'm currently the technology chair for the National Association for Academic Advising. So uh, I get to teach people how to tweet, which is super fun, and how to use online tech capabilities. And then I also started a group called Higher Ed Social uh, to pull all my social media friends who happen to work at colleges and universities to get them to pull in uh, to a group and all meet each other. And that's been a lot of fun too. Wow, cool. You sound as busy as I am. Same, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm you know, one of those people who, yeah, I'm one of those people who likes being busy. I function better when I'm busy mm -hmm. um, and I get more done if I have a lot of things on my plate. If you give me open free time, I will get nothing done. Want something done? Ask a busy person, right? Yep. Yeah, you know, the, our, we have a, it seems like because we're busy all the time, our cognitive load can sustain a bit more than some other folks. So I know yeah. that like, you know, when I'm driving, for example, in my head, I'm actually designing something, you know, yeah. or, or writing something. And then when I get to my office or get to handle my phone, I can type that in or do whatever. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you there completely. Um, if you guys hear uh, a happy little girl in the background, it's because she got an LOL surprise doll. So, um, so she's very excited about that. But um, okay, so um, you have multiple degrees. You, you, you've really grounded yourself in higher ed. You've created a, a practice-based group with higher ed social. Um, so you're doing a lot of things and you're, you're moving the ground. You're moving things forward. Um, which is an exciting thing to be in. Can you maybe talk about your motivations behind, you know, wanting to be a, a leader in these areas and yeah. why the, there's value in being the one that's creating that, those types of progressive opportunities? Yeah, definitely. So I think this probably comes uh, a little bit from sort of my background and my upbringing, right? So school was sort of my stable and my constant growing up and I realized that if I was good at school that was a way to garner praise and to get attention um, which is great right I could have totally gone down another path and gone you know sort of a devious dangerous route with it uh, but I was not uh, I had good mentors in my life and so uh, academics and I like to read uh, has been always been really cool but I noticed when I was in college and in business I was always sort of that round peg in the square hole. I've never enjoyed being told what to do, um, especially if you can't give me a good reason as to why. Right. Uh, I'm just yeah. not, I don't want to waste my time. Like I just, it's not, it doesn't feel normal to me. Um, and life is too short to go to a job that sucks. You know, mm -hmm. you have to work for 2,500 Mondays of your life. And having been through a lot of crap growing up, like, the pa I want, I want, I want good. I want easy. Yes. I'm incredibly motivated to, to work for that next bigger, better thing. Uh, yes. cause I want nice things, right? I want to be able to have kids and give them a life I didn't have. Uh, I want a stable house and an income and a dog and a picket fence. And that's <laughs> really motivating to me to be successful. Um, Yard work so is not I all it's gotten. cracked up to be. No, Sorry. no, it's garbage. What, yeah. what, I th what I should have learned in college is how to get a paycheck without having to get a job. Like that would be, honestly, that's where I want to be. Um, but, and, and I realized that if I could, I wasn't going to find what's going to fit me best. I wasn't going to find one company uh, that was going to do things the way I wanted it done unless I built the company. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so I've done that. I've had the opportunity to start um, an independent academic consulting firm and hire some really amazing people to do that. And we help people go to college, which is fantastic. Um, I've gotten to take board member positions. So I'm on the board of the National Institute of Social Media. Um, I took a board member position with an organization called Cetera here in St. Pete. And we work to pipeline former foster youth into college and take advantage of their benefits. Cool. And so when, when you try to fit somebody else's mold, there's only so many plugs for you to go into. But if you are willing to, to build your own path, the universe is endless, right? There's a million right. different ways that you can go with things. And I think we're living in a time when we have unprecedented access to that, right? The top 10 jobs of this year did not even exist when I graduated college in 2005. There was not right. an app developer. We just got in Facebook. We didn't have the iPhone until 2007 when I was in grad school and no, mm -hmm. none of us could afford it, right? We, I was watching the lines uh, in Buffalo when I was, where I was working at Canisius and, and there were lines that we couldn't afford it. Like that was not right. something that everybody had. And so the opportunity to live your authentic truth and connect with other people that are also weird in that same way uh, has never been easier. And so yeah. I would say for anybody, for anybody who's a young person going into the job market, do not be afraid to rest on your own successes and to push yourself forward. If use that uncomfortableness with the system to forge your own path. And you'd be surprised at what you can, what you can connect with. There's seven and a half billion people on the planet. Uh, somebody else is your brand of crazy and you can do amazing things with that. I think I found my brand of crazy today, everybody. Yeah. With her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably why we're friends, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think people so. Gravitate, people gravitate towards people who they like, know, and trust, right? This yep. is Playground 101. When you're small, your, your sphere of influence is the people that you know, your family, people that you can come in contact with. But as you grow up and you, you go and you start your own life, you have the complete control over what happens in your life. Yes, you may have crummy circumstances happen to you. Yes, you might not have the same starting point as other people. They may have more resources that they're bringing to the table, but you are 100% in control of the choices of your life. Um, I'm a huge uh, proponent of the book called Choice Theory, um, which is fantastic. Um, books like Good to Great and sort of those they're not really self-help, but they're more self-awareness. Um, and I think the more we can become self-aware and willing to say, this is my truth and I'm going to walk in it as a completely flawed, you know, imperfect human being, whatever that looks like, um, mm -hmm. you're willing, uh, you're, you can totally walk this path with me uh, or not and, and, and be willing to what the universe opens up for you, I think is, is freeing in a way that uh is somewhat terrifying to some people i think um absolutely gone are the days where you're gonna walk into a cookie cutter job and work that job for 50 years and get a gold watch yeah. uh and as yeah. someone who loves stability and craves that like i need to know where my next meal is coming from i like to know where my next paycheck is coming from uh studying entrepreneurship and being a business owner you learn to get comfortable with the uncomfortable 
because mm -hmm. growth occurs at the margins, right? You're never going to get any better than you are right now if you don't experience new things and push yourself. And so that's something that I really love about advising because I can watch my students grow through this and I can support them, but also at the same time challenge where they are and encourage them to get better. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's super fun to watch them grow into that. You know, you, you've said so many resonating things um, that I absolutely want to expand on. But the one thing I want to focus on relative to that is, you know, when when you find if you're able to find that thing that you're passionate about and you're able to find camaraderie with others with that and you see what they're doing and maybe that inspires you to say, start your own business. You know, that's a huge leap of faith with, you know, with not just your career, but like your self-esteem and everything. Like, you know, you start your own company and the first one fails, which by the way, the first one almost oh. always fails everybody. Um, you know, that can, that can really hurt. So this is, this is my company right here. So that's the logo nice. for, for my company. And, but it's my fourth one, right? The first one I had a lot of success with, but you know, if you were to ask me if I thought it was a failure, I'd probably say yes, because you know, it was a design agency. I had to take a lot of low hanging fruit types of clients that yep. ultimately didn't make my life easier. They just yep. kind of paid the bills. I could have yeah. gotten satisfaction somewhere else, but nevertheless, the, my students, your students, they're both going to be entering a job market very soon. That is not stable. Yep. Uh, they don't, they may have had jobs lined up. Maybe those jobs are being canceled or delayed. Um, the, the threats to that are very real. Um, and especially in marketing, like, you know, marketing is not necessarily happening right now. Um, you and I both know that. So what, what advice would you recommend for students that are entering this market and maybe have an interest in starting their own company or practice? Yeah. Um, so my management professor, Dr. Carlins, who is hands down one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's amazing. Uh, he's also on Twitter. Shout out, Dr. Carlins. Um, and he is a management professor, and he's just incredibly brilliant. And he said something that has stuck with me ever since my undergrad Friday 8 a.m. intro to management class. And that is there is always going to be someone better, faster, smarter, cheaper, mm -hmm. easier, prettier, thinner, more experienced than you. Um, that's, that's just numbers, right? There's 8 billion people on the planet somewhat now. So, but if you can be in the knowledge economy, if you can be in the connector of people mm -hmm. um, and information, you will always have a job, right? And so this idea that you need to rest on your own your own abilities and be confident in your own abilities. Um, I would say work on your mental fortitude, whatever that looks like for you, that internal sort of self come you as a student, as a individual, as a human being on this planet, right? Have won the genetic lottery, right? You are here. You are alive at a time when statistically speaking, the chances of that happening in the universe are billions and billions and billions to one, right? right. Um, you are a magnificent amount of, of, of cosmic energy and what you choose <laughs> to spend that on is entirely up to you, right? So I'm not religious, but like the whole like 
I took a particle theory class in, in college uh, and we talked about sort of the conservation of matter laws. Uh, and if you ever want to have an amazing party, hang out with a bunch of philosophers and physics majors uh, and you will get an amazing amount of, of life ex uh, credibility sort of mull over. But, you know, you've survived 100% of your worst days so far. You mm -hmm. would be surprised what you can live through, right? That sort of adage, if it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Not entirely logically accurate, but you'd be surprised at what you can what you can achieve. And I think, especially for those students who may be listening, who you're coming, maybe you're coming from a background that's not as affluent as your peers, right? I went to a very rich high school. I went to sort of a wealthy college this past time. Mm -hmm. um, they don't understand what it is like to not have food or to not have lights or to live in a place that doesn't have running right. water. Uh, in the 20th century that seems very foreign to some people but if you can survive that you can survive anything like you'd be surprised at how resilient you are um, right. yes it is uncomfortable and it hurts to to get knocked down it hurts to to not be successful but honestly you learn how to walk it took you a few months right learning how to use a spoon and to eat and to tie your shoes uh, took you a long time. You might have forgotten about it because you were a child, uh, mm -hmm. but but give yourself some grace when you can't do something the first time. Just because you don't know how to play, you know, the sonata on the piano the first time you sit down to it, you got to practice at it like anything else in life. And so, right. uh, sort of that self confidence, that sort of self respect, um, that mental fortitude to to get to try something new get knocked down and say, okay, what can I learn from this situation? And, and sit with those feelings for a moment, right? Feel that uncomfortableness and then use that to fuel your next project, right? If you get knocked down and you, you don't get back up, that is a choice. That is a choice that you make, right? Now, I'm not saying that feelings should, you know, you have to be hard and mentally tough and suck it up and stiff upper lip. Um, I did live with a military family for a little while, so I have heard that that mantra. Um, but but know that you, in what you are trying to do, in all of your imperfect glory, is you are doing the best you can with what you got for right now. And in every day, there is an opportunity to learn something new that you can put into practice that's going to help you later on down the road. And if you're finding that in your day-to-day -day life, in your day-to-day -day work, that you're not getting that opportunity, then it's got to be up to you to make those opportunities happen. So if you're at a job that you're not excited about, um, is there a way that you can flex or bend that job to get additional skills under your belt and then work towards working your way out of that job and into something else, right? Every single thing you can do is going to give you a skill to take with you down the road. My first job was flipping hamburgers at McDonald's at 15. Uh, I got an insane grounding in customer service, working mm -hmm. with urgency, working with people, and, and working with the customer that I would not have been able to get had I not worked that job. So you can't look at something as, oh, I wish I, I could do better. I wish I could have that higher job. I want to want to have that corporate car right now. Um, right. If you have to work for it, you're going to appreciate it more. And, and life is a learning experience. I'm not the same person I was five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and Last and week. it's changed me, right? Last week, yeah. I was a completely different person last week. <laughs> you know, I wore real pants every day <laughs> and hard shoes. And this week, I don't even know where the life is. I, I think it's Friday. I don't know. Somewhere between Tuesday and Thursday, I lost some days. Not entirely mm -hmm. sure. 
Um, but that's okay. We, it's how you roll with the punches. And, and I think we've transitioned into like a whole new set of days that didn't previously exist. It's like the spaces between days. Yes. Right? Yeah. You know what this reminds me of is that spot between Christmas and New Year's where calendars oh, yeah. don't exist. Yeah. And you're like, I know it was a holiday and I know I'm not I'm back at work yet, but calories don't count and I'm <laughs> right. outside. So whatever. <laughs> I just think it's like winter break. Well, uh, Andrea, I, I, I absolutely want to do this again and I want to thank yeah. you for your time because I, I have so many more things I want to talk to you about. But um uh, just as a uh, parting words here, how, if students are interested in learning more about you and sort of your career path and trajectory and really just more about what it is that you do, how can they get a, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So, uh, I, really, really easy. I, um, I'm at Cassandra Serino. So my full name all run together. Uh, and, uh, RJ can get you get you guys a link for that, uh, but it's just at K A S A N D R E A S E R E N O at on every platform. Uh, I'm on all of it. I teach personal branding uh, to my students at USF, and so Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me these days. But I have an Instagram, I have a TikTok. I'm on all of it, um, <laughs> trying desperately to stay as hip as possible as I quickly close in on being 40 and it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, message me, reach out on LinkedIn, anything I can do to help. Um, I love getting uh, students connected to professional peers that I know or, you know, opportunities in different areas. So if there's somebody uh, that you want to meet, uh, feel free to message me, reach out. Um, I totally, I'm an open book. So anything I can do to help uh, message me, let me know. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks Andrea again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Sounds great. See ya.